0: and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Alex Kruse. And today we are going to... I'm not sure where we're going, to be honest. This is a a, uh, fantastical land of um, kings and... land, Yeah, a fantastical land. A a fantastical land of land. land. Of land, (laughs) of many lands. (laughs) Many settings. Um, In the... (laughs) card game Vi, v-y-e uh this is a f- two to five player game that is designed by three uh dudes uh vince d'amilio joe morrissey and doug woolsey doug woolsey also did the art for this game and uh, published by their company uh sand hat games as of now these guys have only published this game um uh, you can go to their website and um they are... They get, kind of give some background on themselves, and uh, they are some programmers who really love games and have their hand have their, had their hands in a lot of video games and wanted to do a board game. Um, and uh, this was their first release, and only release as, re- as of right now, I believe, but it is a pretty interesting game. So let's get talking about it. In Vi, you have some similar characters that you might reference, or be a good reference point of uh, chess. You have some royalty. So... Um, the uh, the game has some familiar options, and then it's got a really interesting structure of territory control. Let's get into it, though, before I start rambling on how exactly you do all that stuff. Alex, take it
1: away. <laughs> uh, this I feel like I'm going to be talking just very shortly because it, it's pretty simple. There is yeah. basically uh, a deck of cards that has... Uh, there are basically, in the game, there are three different types. Uh, no, let's, let's edit that four different types of cards. There's land cards, there are family cards, there are special cards, and then there's the game and card. There's one of those. Uh, depending on how many people are playing, you're going to put uh, a varying amount of land cards in there. Each land card, there are four types of each land card. So uh, Let's say, for example, if you're playing a two-player game, you'd put... 10 to 12 land sets in there, so that would be uh, 40 to 48 cards in there. Uh, so you'd put all of the each land set in there for all of those. Uh, if you're playing a two-player, it's 9 to 11 sets, uh, all the way up to a five-player, which is 13 to 16 sets. So there is a total of 16 sets in the game. Uh, but depending on how long you want the game to last or how interesting you want the game to be you'll you'll vary how many land sets you put in there Uh, you're going to take all those sets you're going to shuffle all of them up Uh, you will deal each player four you will set up the center area Uh, so basically the beginning of this area control that you're doing Uh, you'll put five out in a cross shape so one and then four more around that one card uh, and then you will set up the bottom of the deck. So you're gonna take three cards plus a one of these special cards, the game ending card, which is called the inevitable em- empress. I believe it's qu- what it's called I, I might be. It's inevitable something, but I'm pretty sure it's yeah. the inevitable em- empress. Uh, you will take that, shuffle that into those three other cards and then place that at the bottom of the deck. So that one card that will signal the end of the game will be one of those last four cards of the deck. Uh, and then also, technically, if if you want to add some special cards, those would also get added in before that as well. I, I haven't played with too many of those special cards, uh, but the, it, you would actually add that before you add the Empress card in there. Uh, some of them get shuffled in, some of them actually start in people's hands, uh, and everyone gets their own family cards. This is what uh, they suggest to always play with. Although there are specialty setups that don't include the family cards, uh, but the basic game or the standard game, each player will get four family cards to also play with. Um, the starting player will be the person whose birthday is most nearest to come. Uh, I'm sure there's another way to say that, but that seems like the easiest way in my brain to to <laughs> think about it. So, uh, if your birthday has just happened, like mine has, uh, which was like three days ago, I am furthest from being start player. Uh, so <laughs> that that's who starts on your turn. Basically, you're going to do you're going to play a card to the tableau of cards that are out there. So, again, it starts with those five cards. Uh, You can place your card orthogonal to another card, although, again, there are some specialty ones, which I'm going to, for the most part, ignore, uh, that go on top of things. But all other cards basically just go orthogonal to another card that's already out there. And then you're going to claim things. Everyone has a bunch of cube-colored cubes uh, that represents their area. Uh, so the way it works is if you place a land uh, adjacent to a matching land, and again, there's bunch of different sets and there's four in every set if you place it next to orthogonally adjacent to a matching land you basically take the land you just placed plus all connected matching lands and they must be orthogonal so diagonal does not count in that fact uh, if someone has already claimed those well now you get to claim them back because you just took it and if someone has another matching card that matches the one you played they could play it right next to that one uh, and then claim all of them back uh, so it's it's a uh, Uh, essentially an area control game where you're trying to match lands up or block lands from being matched up so that you can hold on to different territories. Uh, And that's, for the most part, what's going to happen. Uh, Although you do have five family cards, each of those family cards has its own special way of claiming things, Um, although they do match with each other, so you can uh, match your family up with your family to reclaim your family uh apparently you you can lose your family to the other t- opponents uh in this game but uh, each one does special things uh and i don't remember the names of any of them uh even though i'm looking at a pdf document currently that uh tells me all this stuff but it scrolls so slowly so i'm just i'm just going to say uh ooh, there, got it all right so the advisor uh, <laughs> i'm just like goodness god where is it scroll scroll <laughs> The advisor basically is the... I guess you could say it's the most powerful one. When you place it, uh, you claim the one you just placed, plus every adjacent, including diagonal, uh, card that's out there. And that includes any family members of opponents as well. Uh, The king will claim itself and any orthogonally adjacent to it. The queen will claim itself and any diagonal cards to it. Uh, And then the heir will claim itself and one adjacent card including diagonal if you wish so it's itself and just one just one other card Uh, which is probably the weakest, but occasionally it has its benefits because it's a little bit more versatile than some of the other ones. Uh, And yeah, uh, after you've played a card, you will draw back up one more card unless you've played one of your family cards. Basically, you will always have a hand of four, but your family cards stay out in front of you until you play them. Uh, So if you've played one from your hand, you'll draw one up. If you played a family member, you don't draw one up. Uh, And you continue to play until someone draws that inevitable empress. As soon as they draw it, the game ends. There's no more playing of anything. The game has ended. So you're kind of watching that stack of cards very carefully. Uh, The winner of the game is the player that has the largest uh, contiguous territory uh, on the board. So you don't look at how many territories someone has, or you don't look at the adding all of the territories together, or how many... Uh, different regions is controlled how many cubes are out there you're looking at the contiguous region that you have that is the largest whatever the area of that region is that is your score whoever has the largest score wins and i don't believe there are any tie-breaking rules i think it's it ends on a tie in that case if they they are although every game i've played it has not ended on a tie there's always uh, someone who tends to come out on top but uh that is pretty much it, unless you go into the special cards, which they just—they just do random things. Like, oh, this one uh, you can place on top and connect things, or that one. Uh allows you to fortify certain things so you add extra cubes onto things so it's harder for the other person to take over and and things like that Uh, i i haven't looked into it too much uh, because again i'm looking at a pdf that i have to scroll through very slowly uh but uh, for most (laughs) of the games i've played i think i've only added like one or two of them at a time and you'd never include all of them unless you're insane uh but usually you'll include one or two and they have uh suggested setups for different types of games in the rules for you to play by but that's that's how you play there we go that is
0: Vi. the subtext of the subtitle the game the card game of capture and control um, yeah this is this was really fun I really really enjoyed this game I I always like um, uh, I, like well, I should say I'm hit and miss with territory control but this is done in such an interesting way and the inclusion of the four um, royal members of your household that you can throw in the mix their abilities and the way they they interact with the cards around them is really interesting. And the games that we played, we use uh, uh, we use them in different ways at different times, and got to experience like maybe using them all. Like the second game we played, I I used them pretty much all right away. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> but but I also felt like it wasn't that bad. It wasn't bad at moves. Later on in the game, it would have been nice to have one, but I don't know if they would have helped me that much anyway, um, because really it does come down to just strategizing um you know we were talking about this after we played uh but like you know your own strategy has to be like building your own little sets of territories but also paying attention to what they're doing and trying to like get in their way a little bit and at least maybe break up their territory strings uh if you can and so there's really it's just a lot of like um keeping that in mind i think is this the best option because the cards are going to come up randomly and of having only four of a specific set creates some really interesting decisions, especially when you have that third card of a set. (laughs) And you know, (laughs) you just know that they've got the fourth. And so you can either burn that third card in another place just to use it as a blocking card, um, or you can risk it and put it with the set of the other two to give you three pieces of territory. But then if they do have that other card, they're about to lock in a nice, for a string that you just handed to them. So it's just, anyway, really fun decisions about what card uh, you have of the set and when and where to play it. And sometimes it's kind of fun, too, where you have cards. The last game we played, there were um, two of the same card that were placed on the the initial layout, which is like a plus sign, uh, on either side. And so they could not conceivably be connected regardless of how they... Uh, even if you had the other two right away, they, you just couldn't make it all the way over to connect both of them. So you have these two cards that are just basically blocking cards for free that you know aren't going to be linked to other things, which is kind of uh, handy to have. So anyway, really fun, really fun and interesting decisions based on what uh, your initial hand is um, that change throughout the game, of course. And uh, yeah, I just I really like this one. So what, what's your experience? You're, you're the one who suge- suggested this one, and um, how long have you had it? What do you guys like to play this one? Is this a go-to?
1: Actually, I don't own this one at all. Oh, uh, I thought you I, did. <laughs> I, I don't, no. Uh, I've I've seen it on shelves so many times, and I've always been very close to getting it. A coworker of mine actually owns it, and uh, he's brought it out, and I've played it a few times with him, and I've played it a few times at work, and I, I really enjoy it. And it's definitely on my list of, like, if I ever, like, need an extra, like, if I'm ever out at a game store, and I'm like, you know what? I really feel like I want to support this store. It'll it that's like on my short list of games that aren't going to be too expensive that I, I'll probably be able to find there, uh, and so that's well if it's, it's, so it's, I as was, soon as I can go we, back to stores.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, so you should pick it up because I actually uh, was looking for this game and my stores locally. Um, uh, I haven't seen this one. But I haven't been looking, though, so I, I, I'm going to see what's open right now and uh, do my little run out there sometime soon to just get, take a gander because I've not been to the store since everything shut down. But I was looking online, and this game is pretty hard to find, and I, uh, I emailed the guys who are the the publishers or the designers of this game uh, through their website, and they were very quick to respond, and they said that their third printing of the game has stalled because of everything that's going on right ah. now and it's kind of a question mark when they'll be able to get this reprinted so if you do see a copy you should grab should grab it and maybe grab <laughs> definitely one for me grab it <laughs> um <laughs> but but uh yeah this is definitely one that's really worth picking up i mean it's it's just an interesting structure it's very fun to play and that it, it's it's always nice to find a territory control or uh, game that is not really obtuse that that maintains its sort of lightness and fun and a certain speed and and clip in in gameplay that that it maintains while not having all this analysis paralysis there's definitely good solid decisions to be made here but i don't think we ever really like it didn't really really slow the game down when you're thinking of well, what should I do this? Should I do this? There's a lot of good options choices and and all of them are viable so you just never feel like you there's a one right choice to figure out there's a there's a few ways you could go each turn with what you do and all of them have the potential to play out well for you. So. I just I don't know I really love the vibe of this game. This is so such a fun one. So was that the first time you'd played it then, or you'd played it before with friends? You said
1: no. I I played it a number of times before. It's the first time I'd played it over um, the computer. We played it on Tabletop Simulator. Yeah. Um, and so and it's also the first time I've taught the game as well. I, I the, my coworker had always <laughs> explained the game before. Uh, in fact, the first time I played it, I was only half listening to him when he was explaining it. I, I think I was busy like doing something on my phone, like answering a text message or something like or taking a picture of something I don't know what I was doing but as soon as we started playing I'm like ah, I'm sure I can figure it out I won that game I don't know how but uh <laughs> it, I mean every game I've played has always been really interesting and uh I, I think the first time I played a two-player game was with you that was my first two-player experience which oh, okay. is it's definitely interesting and ever I think each version has its own you know benefits and drawbacks. In a, a two player game, it's much more it's very head to head. You know, if you don't have a card, it's either in the deck or that other player has it. Uh, right. and so you're usually going, "All right, do I want to play this yet?" Do I And there are many times where I was playing the game and I'm like, "I what I, I want. I don't want to play my family members because there's good and bad things to that. If you play a family member, it's always like an easy way to grab extra territory, but it's also you kind of want to save those up because there may come a time where you don't have a matching card and the only right play is to take away territory from the other player. Not so much gaining more territory for yourself, but to like split something up because again, you can only take territory with those land cards if you match something and you don't always get lucky enough to match things. And so you want to save those family members for those times where it's like, yes, this, this is the perfect time to do it because then I can split something up. So I can I can split their territory right down the middle and now they've gone to, to half the amount of territory they had last time. But then there are always those tempting moments where it's like, well, now there's this gaping hole in the middle and if I put my advisor right there, I claim like nine spaces. And it's really interesting. But also the fact that when you play a family member – You don't draw a card, and there were so many times I was thinking, I want to play one of these cards because... None of them are that useful, and I want to draw into something that's going to be useful. I want to get that fourth of a suit. And my first game with you, I I don't think I got the fourth of any suit. So that was just – it was just devastating to my game Uh, because every time I play something, you had the fourth card. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll add this there, and you played the fourth. And that is something you really have to be aware of when playing is, all right, I can play this, but that's going to be the third card of this. Do I really do I really want to do that? And I was always sitting at I've got the third card for every card and I was slowly running out of family members to play. So I'm like, no matter what I do, either I'm going to add it and I'm going to take three and then he's going to take four back. Or, or maybe I get l- really lucky and I draw into the fourth card or I play it somewhere else and I don't lose as much. But at the very least, I didn't waste my time with something I could use it as a blocker, which I probably should have done more in that game. Uh, seeing as I always had the third of something and just kind of screwed up your plans more. But it just it you know it it's slightly luck dependent, but also I may have wanted to hold back on playing some of those family members because if I would have had those family members, I probably could have split up uh, some of the things that you were doing uh, and hopefully kind of waited until you had to play a third of something and risked me maybe having it and kind of like listen to your tone of Ugh, I don't think you felt very comfortable about that so maybe I had a chance <laughs> of drawing into it but uh, our second game that we played was definitely much more head-to-head I think you went through your family members a lot quicker than I did yeah. but I still it got to a point where we both I think I had one left and I'm like I really I used my last one to just be like I need to just kind of Get my territory because you would split up my territory at one point. I'm like, oh, no, this isn't this isn't going to work out because I'm I'm on a losing end here. So I think I use my last one just to connect things up. And I was more sure of, okay, he doesn't have a family member to break it back up again. And I do kind of have, I felt like I had a better hand of cards and I was much more careful not to throw out that third one during times. And there were definitely times where I almost just like forgot. It was like, oh, well, I'll just connect these. And I'm like, no, 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 stop. Think about that because that could be a bad move. Uh, or there were also times where I was sitting there going, "I want to block him, but I can't play something to block him because right. I have nothing that is a waste. I have no card that I could play that he might not have a match to." And that was, that was really devastating. And so I'm just like, "I have to. I can't block yet because it might not be a block. That could. It could be benefiting him." Whereas in a, a three or four player game, it's a lot easier to play cards that you know might match up as a block because you know. You're not just working to build yourself up. You're also kind of playing the game of, all right, whoever is in the lead, we want to take down. So you know even your enemy can be your friend in that position because, oh, yeah, I know he doesn't want him to win. So, you know, we can – there's usually a little bit of open conversation of I hope you have something to block that or I hope you have something to take that away. And the games I've played – I played a four-player game. There was a lot of open discussion of, okay, the game's kind of close to ending. Do you have something to kind of split that up? And the person would be like, well, if I do that, then I'm kind of handing it to that person. So I could do it, but I don't want to because chances are they might. So I'm I think I'm gonna risk it and go this way and hope to draw into something better, you know, and there's it's it was a really interesting conversation. And me as there were points in time where I was the one they were talking about. I was just like I really, I really hope they go this way because if they do that, I've got nothing to respond to. But if they do this, I do have something to respond to it. And it's really interesting to hear those open discussions. It's, 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 it's a really interesting strategy game when everyone can openly discuss strategy and you're there to listen to it. It's really weird. And I, I like that aspect about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it was such a surprise. Like I agree with all of that so much. It's just, it was very refreshing. Both games felt differently. They felt, or they felt different. They felt just still fresh. Like I would play this right now. (laughs) I kind of want to play it right now. It's such a really well-designed game. It's really fun. And the, and the art too, the art is just sort of this weird, it's not weird. It's just sort of abstract, but it's catchy. Like you, you find yourself like staring at the card, <laughs> and like really looking at the scene it portrays, um, as you're waiting for your turn to come back up again. And there's just, there's just some interesting art that's portrayed. It's very it's it's fairly minimal. Um, it's
1: In, like vector uh, art.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it's. Um, So it's not like a – I mean, there's a lot going on in the image, but the card around it is very, like, minimal design beyond that. But it works really well. It fits this exactly. And especially in a game where you have to be kind of cognizant of set matching, um, each distinct art and for having so many different cards is pretty good. There are a couple that we got confused. that There's two (laughs) – There are, like, three or
1: four sets where it's just – Trees with an animal in the middle <laughs> yeah
0: trees on the side with an animal in the middle and if you look if you're paying more attention and maybe in the live version it's easier to differentiate but in the digital one it's a little easier to get be like oh wait what oh whoops I thought that was that one um, but other than that I mean that's a fairly minor complaint other than that the the card art is very distinct from each other even and the scenes are um, very cool looking and they're very distinct so it's fairly easy to differentiate what is what and doesn't get sort of blended all together. Except for that one elk and wolf, and I think there was a rabbit or something. An owl? <laughs> Wasn't it an owl? An owl. I, Man, really I think you're mean. right. I think it was an owl or something. <laughs> anyway, those three those three sets <laughs> have some similarities, but it's mainly just layout. The pictures are very different. It's just sort of the layout of the trees. Um, all right. Well, that is enough fawning over this game. Uh, <laughs> we'll fawn some more towards the end, I'm sure. But let's talk about actually <laughs> taking it out and playing this game in uh the real world so seeing as how i've never taken this out and played it in the real world i uh can only imagine but the basic game is um as alex was mentioning in the how to play area of our discussion here is you're gonna have a set of cards in your hand you're gonna have four cards in your hand and then you are going to have a center growing tableau. It starts off with a T-shape of um, five cards, and then you are adding to that. So when you're gonna play a card from your hand and then draw a card, or you're gonna play a card of your one of your family members. That'll be the other thing in front of you is your four family members. And uh, those stay in front of you until you play them. But other than that, so basically what you're going to have actually is just a your area is going to be shrinking slightly by having those family members be played if you play them. And the growing tableau in the middle of the table is going to grow and potentially grow a lot. So this is the kind of the the, the Achilles heel of this game being a takeout game is that that tableau can grow fairly big. because These are standard size playing cards like European. So there's not, not poker yeah. cards are sort of the narrow. Um so, uh, yeah, so you're having full-size cards grow and grow and grow in the tableau, so you really do need kind of a, a good central space, especially if you're with more than two players. You're going to need um, a, a big center table that this can grow on. So I'd say more than other games we've reviewed lately, this is probably a drinks, best at drinks. I mean, you could definitely eat a meal around this in the right situation, but um yeah that's something to consider here and i probably probably this also seems to me and just vibe one that i just love to have a few beers over and play this game like i would love to play this at my game night where uh, we played a brewery and so it's just a lot of like having a few beers and playing games this would be a great one for that great vibe and great fit but
1: yeah anyway a little bit little if, if you were really worried about area again you could reduce you could always reduce the amount of land sets you put in there to the absolute minimum i think we were playing with the max set for a two player which was 11 uh, so we could have reduced that down to nine and it, it would have shortened up the game a bit and also reduce the size of the board that we were playing on as well oh okay i like the length though i thought the length wasn't too bad for what we were playing
0: because it goes pretty was pretty quick the length was
1: nice <laughs> yeah
0: yeah, I feel like nine might have been felt too short. Of course, I I wouldn't have known. <laughs> I would have just assumed that was the normal one. But um, yeah. So I anyway that just something to keep in mind. But taking out. But otherwise, I think everything else it hits really well in taking out. I mean. Um, the vibe is nice. The It looks really cool on the table as these tableaus grow and the sets match up or don't match up, and it's just this interesting checkerboard. This is another game where I feel like people are going to watch you playing and be very interested in you playing it. It just looks cool on the table. Um, uh, let's see. What else could we say about taking Out? I think that you know the only downsides are um, there are a few little pieces that you have to keep track of. Everyone's going to have their own baggy or set of cubes. Uh, in our game, it was discs, but I think in the real game, is it cubes?
1: It's cubes in the real game.
0: Yeah. Little wood cubes of your color, and so those are going to be placed on your territories that you control or the cards that you control. So, you know, as with small pieces, there's a potential for knocking them over and, um, you know, or misplacing one or two, but I can't imagine you... I, think, I would assume it's rare that you ever play all of your cubes, so... If there is a couple last can imagine it's that big of a deal. But anyway, it's a minor complaint because a
1: lot of games have this issue with small little pieces. You just have to keep track of them. So, yeah. you know. There are a lot of cubes in the game. So, it's yeah. – I, I don't think I've ever come close to being, like, well, I'm running out of cubes. Because people are usually taking your cubes away from you. They're never right. going to let you have all those out there. Yeah, but <laughs> I think each, yeah. each color has like, let's see, let's see 20 – no, let's see, six, 30 cubes. So – that's a oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So, like,
0: no way. So, yeah, you got cubes to lose. <laughs> you could throw these in the <laughs> air and still probably have enough for the game. You could eat a few um, of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they do look delicious i mean they have some cool colors uh as i they do reference that the colors are specifically they attempted to do colorblind friendly colors which is always nice i'm not colorblind so i can't tell how effective that is um i have my friend uh, bill is, a, is our colorblind representative gamer in our game group and he usually is the one to say yeah i can't see the difference between these or no these are great i can actually tell the difference between games that we play so i do believe these are pretty well uh toned differently to make that more easier to see as a color person though. So that's, that's always a plus when uh, designers think of that. Um okay, let's see. And, you know, we kind of talked who's it for, who's it not for. I feel like I feel like this is, again, another game that I, if you're a board game player, this is one that you should check out. It's really interesting. It's a unique structure and um, does a good job with its design. It feels very tight. doesn't feel like there's any lagging points. Um, I'm really looking forward to playing this with more than two players just to see how it feels. And But it plays great with two. Um, can you think of any, like, downsides that someone would be like,
1: I don't know, a turnoff uh. or them? I mean, if you're the type of person who really likes a, like uh, less luck involved, because there is a bit of luck in this, because sure. those card draws can totally swing things sometimes. And that first game we had, it was definitely swinging towards you. But it's possible mm-hmm. I could have curtailed it a bit, depending on how I played cards. If I wouldn't have played so many family cards in the beginning, I might have been able to get some of those fourth cards uh, before you did. Um, right. So uh, if you're looking for a bit more pure logic in, in your strategy games, You might not like this, but this, I think this is a bit more inviting of a game because I think more. It's an area control game that doesn't feel so much like an area control game because it's. You know that there's an end to the area control, there's only four of every set. And I feel like there's many times I play area control games. I'm like, but if I take that now, it's just going to go right back. And that you feel right. like you have a bit more control because, like, well, when I play this, it's the fourth one; it's done. Or when I play this, I've kind of locked in that group. No one can add the four. I know there's a fourth card out there, but no one can add that fourth card. So it's as long as I seal it up and no one can get around it, it that's mine. Uh, other than maybe some family members that could, you know, t- take a little bit of it here and there. So you, it's it's less annoying you 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 always know that there's the chance of losing what you just got but you know the chances are a little bit less the you can at right. least predict some odds of what's going to happen it's not based on a, a roll of the die where it's like oh i just didn't roll high enough no it's i took the chance on playing that third card hoping either i'd draw it or someone else didn't care about that card so you know i i don't hate it and i i tend to always feel uneasy about area control games, and my wife does too. She actually hates most area. When I mention games of, like, it's area control, she's like, ugh. <laughs> I actually think, I think my wife might actually like this game because, you know, there's still a playfulness to it, I guess, is the way of putting it. And, you know, it's not completely, you know, you know what might happen, and you know the odds of how it could or could not happen, and that's that's nice. So it's, it's, I think, for, for players, if you don't like area control you might still like this game i think that's an interesting way to put it because yeah. there's definitely area controls where people you're not going to like it no matter what this one you might like uh because it's not it's not all of the area it's just one particular area that you have to focus on you're just trying to build that one area and hopefully not get torn down in the process
0: yeah, yeah, I, I would agree. I think it's very accessible to everybody. So, very, very few downsides. But that does bring us to: Would your mom like this game? And oh another one that I'm like, I feel <laughs> like she would if she, if you could get her to play it. I feel like she'd be into it, especially like definitely, definitely not as a two-player. I don't think that's where it shines. I think for her, it'd be much more interesting as uh, more, more players, and maybe even a four to five at full capacity. But I, my hangup is like, but is there enough excitement, like, ah, moments in this game for her? <laughs> or is it too much of. It's not subdued as a game, but there's definitely not like the. Uh, like with dice rolling games where you're like, blah, did it go or didn't it go? I feel like your mom would like it, but I don't think this would be her go-to. But I feel like she would like it even a little bit more than some of the ones that I've said that about before. <laughs>
1: so you are getting into a very touchy subcategory range of things. <laughs> subcategories you of subcategories. Can't compare it to other games. That's too. That's too deep, man. Too deep. Uh, actually, God, I didn't even think about it until probably like ten minutes ago. Where I'm like, what am I gonna say for that? Ah, oh, gosh. It is tough. I th- I'm i going to put this on my scale of no, maybe, no, maybe, maybe, yes, <laughs> yes, which is so confusing to hear all in a row. I'm going to put <laughs> – <laughs> what did he just say? Uh, I'm, I'm putting this at a maybe, right in the middle. I'm putting this right in the middle as a maybe. I think if you took out the family cards, because those are a bit more – strategic i think she would enjoy a game where it's just the land cards because it's really easy to go oh i've got the set or i'm gonna save this and hold on to it and play it later and it does have a few moments of like if you do have that fourth card it's so lovely to be holding on to that fourth card and you're you're just waiting for someone to play it and so you can just be like nope it's all mine so i think those (laughs) moments she would truly enjoy of I've got it. And it would be nice to do it right back at her a few times where she can be like, "No, no, it's all going." On. So there are some of those moments. So I think I think she might enjoy it, but there's it, there is a possibility that she would just kind of be bored by it or it's not as entertaining as some of the other games and since it's very turn-based and not, you know, like everybody's kind of doing a bunch of stuff at the same time, there is some downtime for thought and, you know, that that's not so much her speed. It's more of like the easy thought type of things, and there there's a bit of strategy to it. But you don't need a hundred percent strategy, and that that little bit of luck to it, and the fact that you know all you have to do is match some things, and and she knows how to match things, or she I, I'm sure she could figure that, out the nuance of when she should make the match and when she just kind of hold off on making the match. So I can definitely see her enjoying this, but I'm not a hundred percent. So I'm putting it right at maybe. <laughs> Which is, I think that's a good thing.
0: (laughs) This is turning into the longest segment of our show. (laughs) As we try to nail it down. (laughs) All right. Fair enough. That makes sense. That's kind of where I, That's where I'm at as well. So, um, should you get it? Absolutely. Yes. I think you should try this one for sure. I, it's, I love these little games. I love territory control. That's done uniquely and well, and this is a fun, accessible game that I think has a lot of replayability. Um, and once again, I always love when games can fit five in. Whenever you can get five at the table, that, oh, yeah. that is a huge plus for uh, for a game uh, in general. So always a good little uh, player count notice when you see that. Um, all right, Vi, we've done it. We've succeeded. And uh, we've recommended you. So <laughs> take that <laughs> as you will, everybody. Uh, I do have a catchphrase today. Um Let's see. Oh, and this is. <laughs> these are my, my. I asked my wife for some help with these, and she sent me a few. And I actually love all of them, so I'm not going to give you all of them now. But I'll spread them out. But yeah, this one, is for the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bank them out. Bank them up. This one is one of my favorites because this is kind of how I use games, <laughs> in general. All right, here it is. Had enough of awkward small talk? Bust out a game. That is how I approach most social situations. <laughs> I always have a game and as soon as it gets sort of weird or awkward or just right away, I'm like, hey, you guys want to play a game? <laughs> and hit and miss when or, whether everyone's like yes or no or they're like, what are you talking about? This is – we're at a wedding. This is not where you play a game. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I feel like that is an appropriate way to approach gaming and a very true statement on uh, how a lot of board gamers <laughs> use games themselves. Having that little game in your back pocket, especially the ones we're reviewing, you can easily tote these around and
1: spring it on people. <laughs> See, the only trouble I have is I'm—I don't even like the awkward moment of asking people if they want to play a game. Right. I, need a th- I always need that third party to be like, that, which is e- either my wife or one of my coworkers when I used to actually go to work. Which is just like, th- I'd be like, "Hey, see if they want to play a game," and they'd be like, "Hey, does anybody want to play a game?" Because I'm always like, <laughs> like, like to be the super quiet one who doesn't say anything the whole time, and then just be like, "Right, you want to play a game?" is super <laughs> I weird. Just <laughs> The weird one in the corner is like, hey, "Who wants to play a game?" What did he say?
0: Did he Very say aggressive. something? He just—he shouted that. Did, that was so. Did aggressive. he just?
1: Did he just come out of the closet? Did he say he was gay? No, he said he wanted to play a game. A game.
0: I'm pretty sure he said he was gay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard to figure out the timing to wedge that into conversation. It's really or, uh,
1: Yeah. You got to find <laughs> that lull when everyone's like. Well, gosh, I think we've run out of stuff to talk about. That's the moment that you have to find. Slide it across uh, the I, table. I, I never know when the conversation's about to end.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've had what, convers- or times where I'm just like, I don't even feel like having a conversation. Any- or just, we're out of nowhere, somewhere you don't want to go, and then you're just sort of <laughs> pushing it right away. Like, hi, who are you? What, your name? Oh, okay, cool. My name's Kaz. Hey, do you guys want to play a game? <laughs> like, We just we're got just, here. I think it's a little early. Like, okay, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I'll table this for now. Table this for a moment. But um, yes, that is the that is one way to use these games. A lot of these games we're talking about are easily totable. So uh, throw them in your bag, throw them in your car, keep them with you. And uh, yeah, you'll never be bored again. Some of these you can even play <laughs> solo players. So if everyone says no, you can be like, well, fine then. I'm going to play by myself over here. You keep talking. <laughs> I'll play in the corner. Yeah, no, it's totally fine. Keep the conversation going. Um, anyway guys well thank you for listening and uh, we're going to catch all of you on the next episode of course but you can reach out to us in a couple different ways and that is on twitter and instagram at chits and chat you can also go to our podcast hosting page eavesdrop.com and scroll down to the chits and chat page and fill out our comment form there and uh, we really appreciate you guys tuning in and hope you're all doing well and we'll catch you all on the next episode bye